Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to WFAN's Baseball Insiders. For Monday, May 2nd, I'm Sweeney Murdy, joined today by my friend Anthony McCarron. You have seen him on SNY, regular contributor there, also a uh, freelance writer whose work has appeared numerous places. Uh, you might have seen in Baseball Digest. You read him for years in the Daily News as well. Uh, Anthony, it's a good time to check in with you because all of a sudden we're headed for Subway Series, and you remember the last one, right? It's May 2nd. Yankees and Mets are in first place. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> I love it, Sweeney. I mean, it would be great. That was, that was my first year on the Yankee beat for the Daily News was the Subway Series. And I was like, wow, is this going to happen every year? And of course, you know, we, we know what we're, you know, we know what happened afterward. But uh, look, I mean, there's a good reason to be excited about the Mets and the Yankees, right? They have the two best records in baseball. The Yankees have the best record in baseball. Uh, you know, they look unstoppable uh, right now, nine in a row. The Mets have won every series they've played this year. Uh, it's a great time to be a baseball fan in New York. You haven't always been able to say that over the past uh, few years. and uh, But this looks like it could be really, really entertaining. And I hope that nothing goes wrong and we get what you're talking about. That would be phenomenally interesting. Let's take them one at a time. I obviously watched the Yankees a lot closer, and they've won every series except one. They Well, they split a four-game series at Toronto. They lost a series to Baltimore, which was maddening because they couldn't score, lost an extra innings game in Baltimore, uh, and they've, you know, they've since run off nine straight and 11 out of 12. Um, but overall, I think the things that we looked at and thought, here are all the problem areas with the Yankees, well, they're not really problem areas right now. And it might be easier to say that when you look at who they've played over the last nine, but those were still games and series that a year ago, they were not looking this dominant. So they've looked good out of the gate. They've been healthy. They've pitched really well, which frankly, I'm not all that surprised by because they pitched really well last year and all winter and all spring kept hearing people talk about the pitching, the pitching, like if you're paying attention, they've been pitching really well. And they had the depth to um, address all of that. It was really about offense and bounce back years. And two, a couple of the guys that needed bounce back years were DJ LeMahieu and Gleyber Torres. 
Torres is still a little bit up and down, but DJ LeMay is back to being who he was. And I think that's a really big key to what they're doing. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, look, they haven't even like Stanton's not really cooking yet. You know, I mean, he's done some things, but he's not really going nuts. He's not having the type of year that he had last year, although he can certainly get there. Um, You know, I think they're really good. I I feel like at this point and over their last few years and the way things have gone for them, I have always believed in them, Sweeney, and I've always thought that they would actually do more damage in the playoffs than they have done so right now i'm in uh, you know while i'm high on them i'm I'm inclined to say well you know maybe they didn't do enough in the offseason maybe there's still some things that will manifest themselves as the as the season goes on that maybe they should have gone bigger on offense uh to add you know i mean josh donaldson has been fine he sure walks a lot uh i mean he hasn't been on a huge tear or anything yet um i mean we're, we're all sort of basking in the glow of uh isaiah kiner falefa's resurgence as a, as a hitter you know but he's not like you can't say that that uh well everybody was criticizing them for not getting one of the best shortstops but look at what he's doing well i mean he's you know he's hitting 300 uh and that's great but he's you know he's not the same kind of overall threat as those other guys are and you know will those kinds of things come up later um you know i i don't know i mean i think though as long as aaron judge is aaron judge and lemayhew is back and they're getting something from glaber that isn't just this sort of overhanging miasma of disappointment that he's not a incredible superstar i think that's a huge step forward for them and then you nailed the pitching they have insane pitching depth uh, in this club in this organization and you know, they just sent down a guy, Clark Schmidt, who has the second fewest hits per nine innings on the staff. And I know it's a small sample size. Uh, that's fine. But he's really talented. And this is the kind of the, the wave of arms, I think, that they've been trying to build and they can throw at you. It's gonna. I think it's going to start to show itself uh, through this season. And that may be the strength. I mean, Luis Severino, we're all really happy about the way he's come back uh, from his injuries. And, it, you know, he looks like he looks pretty good, but he's got the worst ERA out of any starter. But it's not awful. Right. And, and so it's they're in a great pitching place right now. You know, will they have some offensive troubles later this year? I mean, Joey Gallo's a black hole of strikeouts right now, although I'm not one of those people who say, well, he needs to go. That's ridiculous. He's still a contributor and he's going to hit home runs at some point this year. Um, you know, save the receipt on that, Sweeney. Uh, yeah. but it's going to happen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, you know, so I like where they are right now. I, I, I just don't feel like I can believe in them the way I've believed them in, in, in the past few years. And they've been disappointing uh, ultimately. It's funny you say it. Like, I, I think, um, I mean, a lot of what you said is, is kind of the way I think about them because we think about them as disappointing, but there, there is, a, there are a large segment of people who expect them not to do well, but I think we kind of look at them and see who they are and see who the players are still there. As long as they get there, we're always disappointed when they don't win or surprised. I should say when they don't win, because you look at a team that even if they squeak in, if you've got a Garrett Cole, if you've got, um, you know, Jonathan, the wise going to roll as Chapman and Aaron judge and DJ LeMahieu and these guys, like you're going to expect them to do well. And it's always surprising when they don't. Now I know there are a large number of fans who see that as the norm because it's been, you know, once in 20 years. And I understand that, but the way the game, I mean, I think you take everything individually. And when you look at 
uh, getting this group to October and seeing if you see a healthy Cole, if you see a healthy judge and all that, I mean, you, you've got to like their chances and still be surprised if they don't break through. And I think a lot of what you're seeing when you, what you described as pitching depth, I just thought of as you were talking about Clark Schmidt and Michael King have been phenomenal. The team, here's the difference between the Yankees and, and the other teams, the teams they just played Kansas city, Cleveland, Baltimore, Schmidt and King are like the two, three, four starters for those teams. And the Yankees are sending one of them down to AAA and have the other in their stacked bullpen. That's the difference when we're talking about pitching. Right. right, absolutely. And I think that there's more in the farm too, Sweeney. I mean, I haven't been following those guys completely, you know, at AAA or anything, but but they do have a lot of talent in the system as well in case inevitably look we know that what who their pitching staff is now is probably not what it's going to be in three months or Completely. You know, four months whatever it is because of you know attrition and pitchers break and who knows what moves they may look to make down the line uh, and and maybe even use some of that depth to upgrade the major league roster but i i think that that's that's one of the most impressive things about the yankees other than aaron judge's overwhelming incredible talent to me mm-hmm. uh you know the the pitching depth really uh sings for for that organization. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right. You watch, I know you watch the Mets a little more closely than I do um, and talk about them quite frequently on SNY. Here they are off to 
uh, the best start in the National League. And Buck Showalter's influence is pretty clear. The talent on this team, the upgrade they made with their offseason moves is pretty clear. Um, overall, as you look at them, it's hard to see flaws right now because they played so well. But uh, your bird's eye view after a month of the Mets as they're heading into, you know, pretty decent week. The Braves are not off to the, the best start, but they're defending champs. They play them this week. They play the Phillies again. So a lot of division games still a chance to really, you know, either um, it, it's a chance for them to put some more distance between them and the other teams in their division right now. You're kind of bird's eye view of the Mets after the first month. Well, for, first, a word about the Braves, Sweeney. The Braves are going to be a problem. I know that it doesn't look that way right now, and they may be uh, going through that sort of inevitable thing that a lot of cha past champions have talked about. Like, it's hard to get going again the next year after all the pomp and circumstance, but they are insanely talented. And, you know, this isn't over. I mean, I know there are so many Mets fans who are, who are thinking like, oh, you know, they're so incredible. The Mets are so incredible. And they are really, really, really good, Sweeney. Uh, but the, the Braves are not going to disappear. I would be stunned if that happened. I think injuries would have to take over their entire baseball lives for it to be a, a bad year for the Braves. They're just that good. Um, you know, so you're right. This is you know, look, it's May, but the series against the Braves, I, I like it as a measuring stick, you know, even though these teams are not fully formed yet and, and, and we're not, we don't really know who they are. We don't know who the Braves are, but I think that, you know, talent versus talent. And there's a lot of, there's going to be a lot of talent on the field at, at City Field in, in the series. And I think it'll be great fun to, to watch it. Um, but the, the Mets are dynamite uh, right now, and they had they really have upgraded so many places. Starting with the manager, who was a huge he should he probably should have been hired before the Mets tried to make Carlos Beltran a manager. They probably should have hired uh, Buck then, um, and that's that's no comment on Carlos's. Uh, possible ability as a manager. I advocated that he would be a good manager um, at the time, and he may still be a good manager in the big leagues one day, but I, I just felt like that they needed the experience and they're, they're getting that now. They're getting the hyper attention to detail. They're getting the, I mean, Buck Showalter is an extremely smart guy. And I think he is bringing that sort of braininess and a little bit of toughness. And I mean, he, look, he played the hit by pitch stuff like a master uh, painter. I mean, it was charging out of the dugout in anger and talk the way he talks about it. He, the players know who is behind them right now. And I think that the idea that this manager who's got some hardware, you know, manager of the year awards, he's never won the world series, but uh, you know, he's a very well-respected guy. I think that the players knowing that he's, behind them is a big deal for them. And, and you, you sort of couple that with Max Scherzer's burning intensity. I, and I love the combination because Scherzer is, he, he's one of those guys who I think probably really would do almost anything to win. And, uh, and I think his high demands uh, for himself uh, are rubbing off on the rest of the team. The, the, and, the, and under all that, you know, the young core of the Mets has, for, for a few years now, established a really nice camaraderie. Like they get along and they they really do play well together. But I think they needed to be maybe, I don't know, molded or, you know, maybe uh, a kick in the pants, um, you know, a, with a little bit of that edge. That's why, I mean, look, it didn't end up happening, but I thought Javi Baez would have been a great re-sign for them because he brought this kind of, you know, 
flinty edge to, to the team, uh, you know, where he was, he had swagger and he was ready to go. You know, you, you remember that instance on, on Sunday night baseball with the Yankees, he's ready to go. And, and I think that they could have used that over the years. And I think that Scherzer brings a little bit of that to them. And, and, it, and it's just all sort of bubbling up into this, you know, NL's best record, very entertaining team, tons of talent. I think, you know, Scherzer's influence, the rest of the pitching staff is probably pretty evident, especially with Jake DeGrom not around. Um, I think if you had taken bets on who the next Mets pitcher to throw a no-hitter would be, you'd have a lot of DeGrom, you've had a lot of Scherzer, and clearly those would have been smart choices. But as we saw the other night, none of them were involved. Um, and uh, it, it was... It was kind of fun to think about how it happened with Tyler McGill starting it, Edwin Diaz closing it. It's a five-man combined no-hitter. And Diaz, as you mentioned, the other, uh, I think you pointed out just how electric he looked in closing it out. Um, it brought back some memories of the combined no-hitter that you and I covered in 2003. <laughs> it's the only no-hitter I've ever seen in person. And I had a chance to write it. Uh, uh, just uh, I had so much fun writing about uh that a few years ago on the 15th anniversary, I got to talk to all six guys. I talked to two guys who were in the bullpen and didn't get into the game. I talked to some of the Yankees guys and it was a lot of fun. It's actually up on the athletic. If you want to find it, search uh, on the athletic search, my name. It's the only thing I've written over there. And uh, that's a fun read, but you had a lot of fun talking to Billy Wagner um, all about this and kind of reminiscing and kind of spinning it forward to what this was. Um, it's, they're still fun. And it, it's in a weird way, the combined no-hitter seemed to be more fun than if DeGrom or Scherzer had pitched no-hitter. Yeah, you know, it's funny, Sweeney, because I, I have always looked at them, and they're, mu they're much more rare in, in terms of no-hitters than the ones pitched by one pitcher, obviously, because there's I think there's 298 recognized no-hitters now that are by one pitcher and 17 combined no-hitters. And I think a lot of people in baseball sort of shrug when you get to the combined no-hitter, and it's like, oh, it's nice, but it's not – you know, but when I tell you that that fans were going crazy about it, they loved it. I mean, it was it was great. And part of it was because of the Mets, they've only had mm -hmm. one other no hitter, the Johan Santana no hitter. And, um, you know, so you, you sort of think that it's kind of like this, uh, uh, you know, that it's somehow cheaper than a real no hitter, you know, or somehow, you know, the, the bargain basement version. Uh, but there's still a lot of joy for it. I mean, and look, it's the reliever's only chance to get in on the no hitter. Right, right? Right. I mean, they don't get to pitch in a real no, you know, not a real, I should say, I should take that back. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, combo guys. I didn't mean it. <laughs> Billy's uh, coming after you now. Yeah. In a solo no hitter, you relievers don't get to pitch. And, and so now they get their slice of the pie, which is great. And you could see it. You know, I, I was watching the post game show the other night, uh, and they, you know, they showed some of the interviews. Um, they they brought all the Mets pitchers involved and the catcher James McCann, and they were all sitting there at the press conference together, and they were laughing and laughing and having such a great time. And obviously, it was you know because they just accomplished this thing and they won a game. Everybody's in a good mood, yada yada. But they, you could tell that this was sort of meaningful, even in kind of a quirky way, and that's cool. I mean, baseball lends itself to all that sort of stuff. And, you know, we kind of revel in it. And 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 so that was a nice thing. You know, uh, Billy Wagner, you know, he says it's a great feat. And he says, look, it's like it's it's hard in its own way because, you know, you bring five different pitchers into a game. They all have to be good. They all have to do the job and, and not just not just do the job that relievers do, which is to get through innings unscathed, not give up runs, blah, blah, blah. They have to give up no hits. 
And that's very difficult, uh, even in today's, you know, hyper strikeout age, uh, where everybody's trying to hit the ball over the fence and they're shifting all over the place. I mean, it's still hard. You know, when they brought it, it's, I'm glad you brought up Edwin Diaz. He's he is one of my favorite Mets to watch. And I think he's insanely, insanely good. And I don't th- I think there's a, a, a brand of Met fan out there that thinks because he gave up a few games and whoa, closers give up games. Newsflash but <laughs> gave up a few games a couple of years ago that he's this worthless guy. Well, just watch that inning against the Phillies where he destroyed their three best hitters. Oh, by the way, yeah. uh, they looked so unhappy at the plate. I mean, the, 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 the strikeout, I think it was Real Muto to end the game, but that strikeout was, I'm not calling him non-competitive, but the swings were so defensive and like, oh, you know, he just like, uh, and, you know, the, Edwin Diaz has a, an incredible fastball slider combo. He threw 10 sliders in that, in that uh, inning out of 13 pitches, and he was unhittable, and it was, it was great to watch, and, you know, Good for him for uh, for finishing that thing off. He'll he'll always have that as a Met, no matter what happens. And so will all those guys. And it's kind of cool. I think one of the things that it speaks to is you know the 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 Mets set an unofficial record because pitch count data only goes back so far. But pitch count data had shown you that the Astros combined no hitter was the one with the most pitches thrown until last Friday. The Astros pitchers in 2003 against the Yankees threw 151 pitches. Uh, the Mets pitchers threw 159. To your point, that's 159 chances for right. Phillies batters to get a hit, <laughs> and they did not. It is so much it, – it's almost more impressive than watching – you know, David Cohn wiped out the Expos in 88 pitches, right, uh, back in 1999. Um it's, it's different because you're giving them so many more chances. And Billy Wagner made that point to me. And I'm sure that's part of the reason that he, he hand, you know, he holds that in such high regard, you know, they had all these chances to get a hit and still did not, I guess six is the most. Could you have seven pitchers throw a no hitter? This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Um, it leads us into this next topic that uh, you uh, threw out on Twitter. And I found kind of interesting because I thought people were really into it. 
as you were discussing before we started recording, you know, social media doesn't always lend itself to productive uh, arguments. This yeah, one actually right. seemed productive. Um, unbreakable records. And they fell into a couple of different categories. And you kind of had some fun throwing that out there and dealing with some of those guys. It was great, Sweeney. It was a really nice uh, way to spend some time while I was watching a ball game and you know thinking about these things it, it happened when sny showed some footage of uh or it came into my head when sny showed footage of johnny vandermeer yeah. and of course he is the only man to throw consecutive no hitters um and uh so this was the day after the met no hitter and um you know seeing that like i thought well is that the most unbreakable record in baseball like who could throw three no hitters in a row i mean it's nuts I know they set a, you know, I know baseball set a record with nine no hitters last season, but I mean to think of one guy first of all would throw three straight complete games and would throw three consecutive no hitters. I mean, who are the guys who have thrown at least three no hitters? Right, Verlander, Bob Feller, Sandy Koufax, and Nolan Ryan. Is that it? Have I missed anybody? I think that's yeah, that's most of them. Yeah. I mean, my goodness, you know, so we're talking about, uh, you know, the, the very best pitchers of all time having to do with three times in a row. <laughs> right. So, so that kind of kicked it off. And then a lot of people were responding and there were some phenomenal responses with some great ideas and, and thoughts. Um, uh, you know, Peter Body, my old colleague at the Daily News brought up, uh, was one of many to bring up Fernando Tatis yeah. Sr.'s two grand slams in one inning because and i don't remember the exact numbers but i think you would have to have you'd have to bring 22 uh hitters to the plate to get a a chance at the third one yeah and you know you would have had to had to hit two before right. and have that happen and you know so that's a crazy crazy one um and then of course you know people were bringing up cal ripkin's streak uh cy young's not just wins 511 but his losses which i think is 373 and his complete games which is you know north of 700 so i mean those are all unfathomable um you know our pal Damamore, who we were on the yankee beat with for years sweeney said he brought up an interesting way to look at um cy young's records and maybe jack chesbro's single season wins which i think was 41 yeah. in 1904 something like that and he said those records are obsolete and you know because of the way the game is played th that's a fair point yep. um you know here, here's another one that's obsolete and i want to give this guy credit because i would never have thought of this paul iaconis brought up he said there's no debate 512 sacrifices by eddie collins <laughs> right the, right the all-time yep. and and it's a great point because i looked up who the active leader was and it's clayton kershaw with like a hundred and something so <laughs> Uh, you know, Clayton Kershaw is not getting, you know, 500 more or 400 more sack attempts. But here's the thing, too. The game has changed so much, obviously, we know since Eddie Collins' day. But he had a career batting average, Sweeney. I'm looking this up. 333. And he had a 424 career on base percentage. So in today's game, with all of the charts and analytics and everything we know about how, you know, how to win baseball games and provide offense. You're never having the guy who gets on 42% of the time, give, give himself up. Never, ever. Nope. So, you know, maybe that's it. Maybe that record also falls under Dom's uh, obsolete category. Sure. Um, you know, you brought up um, what Dale Long's eight consecutive home runs in eight consecutive games. Uh, which has been tied but never never surpassed uh and and there were just a bunch of others that make you think about baseball in a great way ricky's steel records um you know who's going to throw who's going to get to eight career no hitters 
Yeah. Nolan yeah, Ryan yeah. might be right. safe, right? Who's getting there? Come on. I mean, Verlander has three, right? And he's, I mean, he's unbelievable. So, uh, you know, the, and, and this is a, this is a favorite one too, of a lot of people. And I'd like to hear what you have to say about this one. Um, cause obviously he's an icon of a franchise that we've covered for a long time, but Joe DiMaggio's 56 game hitting streak. Do you think somebody could, could make that happen in today's media climate in today with today's the way games are pitched, the arms that are throwing, having to face instead of a tired starter being 0 for three in the eighth inning, when you come up and you're facing, uh, you know, I don't even know Mel Harder, who's exhausted, just trying to get to the game, uh, as opposed to some kid they just called up for the minors who hit 102 on the gun last week. And his, you know, his slider is, uh, you know, hissing at you as it goes by. It's a great point because it is, it it does feel impossibly hard um, for, for the reasons that you're talking about. And if you look up, I I did this last year, I don't have the exact numbers memorized, but just the idea of how many times guys like Mantle and DiMaggio faced a pitcher three and four times in a game versus how many times Aaron judge, for example, has faced a pitcher three and four times in a game. I think when I looked it up, it was like Mantle had faced a pitcher four times, like say about 1100 times in his career and judge had done it 11 times in his career. Um, And you could see for, for those guys, how their numbers increased as they're facing a tiring pitcher and they're getting more and more looks at him. You know, clearly they, they, you know, they built upon their numbers that way. And so to your point about DiMaggio and his hitting streak, I looked this up in, and I pulled it off of my shelf to look it up specifically. Kostya Kennedy wrote a book about Joe DiMaggio's streak a few years ago. And in the 56 games, he faced a total of 55 different pitchers. Um, if you had to do that today, what would the number be? Like 110 different pitchers? Yeah, right. Over the course of that time? Because you're, you know, and, and the kind of guy that could do it to the media attention you're talking about. And only because again, I looked up something about him recently, a couple of years ago, DJ LeMahieu hit consecutively in 50 out of 56 games. Um, And he had no, you know, he had different streaks of 11, 14 and nine. So it wasn't like there was the intense pressure, but he's also the kind of guy who's so minimal in his, answers and interviews that maybe he is unaffected by it and as many eyes are popping on this um you are probably looking at this as a way of of saying okay maybe he's so unaffected by this that it's possible um although it's probably impossible the pressure would be enormous i mean not not, uh well i should say the attention would be enormous i mean you know the pressure would be up to the player to sort of manage it each to his own and and feel it in their own way and the way they cope with pressure but the the attention would be i mean it would be insane i think you know to yours and dom's point about the career records the career records are obsolete because the game is played differently and the length of careers um, really affects how those are played. But, you know, I mentioned the, the Dale long streak because we've seen every home run record obliterated in our lifetime multiple right. times. And this is one that's only been tied twice. He homered in eight consecutive games in 1956, Mattingly tied it in 87, Griffey tied it in 93. And a couple of guys have come close. And I, you know, I've talked to Mattingly about this and just the, and this idea it's it's a really big hot streak. It's a hot streak with home runs. Right. So, like these are the shorter, smaller things that should be 
easier to attain and break than, you know, trying to play in 2,600 consecutive games or, or, or something like that. But we haven't seen it yet. And with all the, uh, you know, with the power that we're talking about and the home runs coming at the rate that they're coming until very recently because of and the ballpark. Ball yeah. Um, it's, it's amazing that it hasn't been broken. It would have to be nine consecutive games. The other one that just popped into my head this morning is, as we're getting ready for this, four home runs in a game has been equaled many, many times. Nobody's hit five. Right. Um, you'd think that would be another one, but these are short term. These are, these are short hot streaks that you would think at some point someone would get. And those records have stood longer than some of these career marks that we saw broken in our lifetime. Right. Yeah, that's a great point, Sweeney. And it, it, it's interesting to think about it. And I, you know, I do think all those factors and the ballparks are, are obviously built to let balls go out because now every time somebody hits a, a home run in baseball, we're getting like that, would, you know, we're getting the reading, you know, that would be a home run in 13 of the 30 yeah. parks, you know, and that's, and that's fine. I mean, they're obviously designed to get balls out of the park. Fans love home runs and, and they're awesome. And, uh, but you're right. You would think that that would help somebody you know, get rolling and, and get nine games in a row by hitting the ball over the fence, um, you know, and it hasn't happened. And and look, I mean, this is one of those things that you can always, you can file so much under this heading of why we love baseball, like, you know, and why, we, you know, you, you can't actually figure it out, you yeah. know, because you should be able to, you're right, this record should have fallen a while ago, but, you know, it just, it hasn't. And, and you know, you, you put it under the old, you know, that's why we love baseball because, you know, it won't let this record happen for right now, you know, and then maybe there'll be a bend in the <clears throat> space-time continuum and something will happen and, you know, Judge or Stanton will hit hit 10, you know, hit home runs in 10 straight games. I do want to throw in one thing about the career records. Yeah. I'm interested in this. I thought about this this morning too. There's a lot of talk about change in the game right now, right? And doing things and putting limits on this and that. What if Cy Young's records became uh, legit again, or not legit, but but they became an, into play again because MLB decides, you know what? This is enough is enough with the wave of pitchers. Ten pitcher limit mm -hmm. on their pitching mm -hmm. staff. What, what if something like, I mean, we can't foresee that right this second because of the way the game is pitched, but... What if that happens, you know, in 20 years when there's, you know, the regimes are different and people are looking at baseball differently? What if they say, you know, enough is enough? You know, the starting pitchers are, and I think I'm stealing this from from maybe uh, maybe Tyler Kepner, uh, the Times, they're, they're like the star quarterbacks of, of baseball. Like, they need to be in there more. And, you know, you don't take, no, but the star quarterbacks don't come out, you know, in the seventh game of the, in the equivalent of the seventh game of the World Series in football. So maybe if, if they sort of legislate the game where starting pitching is a thing again and you just have to deal with it you know because look pitch counts and all the stuff that they're doing now limiting starters like it's not like starters and pitchers don't get hurt anymore because of them so what if they flop back to that and then what if somebody you know some cy young of the you know the the 2050s comes along and pitches until, you know, whatever age and throws a bunch of complete games somehow. I mean, who knows? It, that's that's uh, down the line. That's like uh, baseball science fiction I'm talking, but yeah. um, uh, it's... It, oh, go it ahead. Would, you know, I'm saying it would probably help us see another 300-game winner in the future, but yeah. probably not, you know, the the 511 is still something that f figures really hard to do because you're talking about trying to win 30 and 40. And, uh, but you're, I think you're right. I think something like that would help us 
envision the, the star pitchers being able to do what they're supposed to do. And instead of guessing which of the eight relievers or nine relievers that you're carrying are going to finish out the biggest moments of the big games. I'm going to have you on again with this as we, as I kind of rotate through and I want we to make sure get we- into 60 doubles, Sweeney. 60 yeah nobody eats doubles because, because well to your the ballparks are smaller because they go out of the they go out of right. the park now right uh, and the triples if people talk about doubles and triples well you could still get that if the ballparks were bigger right but not uh which also hurts batting average because there's less grass on the field and right. which hurts the hitting streaks it's all intertwined here the ballparks are designed differently and it's uh, it affects all these things um Let's do this again because I enjoy this and we'll, I'll let you, I'll give you about, let's say another month to come up with another quirky topic. Okay. And we'll figure it out again. Okay? <laughs> uh, follow Anthony McCarron on Twitter at Anthony McCarron. You can see him on SNY. You can read him on SNY's website uh, and also numerous places, including Baseball Digest, still occasionally in the Daily News, where he long time uh, did wonderful work there and, um, and helped me figure out how and where to eat in this country. It was it's, it's, it's a gift that uh, I am not ungrateful for, Anthony. Thank you. Uh, we're going to follow the Yankees and Mets all year too, obviously, and talk about more things. Uh, this is WFAN's Baseball Insiders. Make sure to subscribe and review and all that jazz. Until next time, for Anthony McCarron, I'm Sweeney Murdy. Thanks for listening. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.